Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. The Barbecue Central Show is supported in part by these great sponsors. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and barbecue pits. Their website is thebbqguru.com. Also, Butcher Barbecue, maker of injections, rubs, and sauces. Their website is butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for anything in the barbecue and grilling industry to include world championship winning rubs. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. And by Cookshack, maker of pellet and electric cookers. You can visit them at cookshack.com. Also, Chops Power Injector System. Three different size injectors to choose from. Find out more at barbecuekansascity.com, and that's barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and versatile cookers out there on the market. Visit them at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Smithfield, the biggest name in pork, bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get Smokin' with Smithfield and their grant program and committed cooks program. Learn more at smokinwithsmithfield.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the finest pellet cookers on the market. Their website, greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookin' Pellets, manufacturer of wood pellets to fire wood pellet cookers. Their website is cookinpellets.com. You can also purchase on Amazon.com as well. Hello, this is Jenny Bell from Clarington, Ohio, and I'm listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We're broadcasting live and direct as we do each and every week right here from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It also happens to be the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am the uh, non-aforementioned host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on a Tuesday evening. Lots of stuff to get into here tonight. Uh, but before we do that, if you want to get in touch with the show, this is how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 12 to 13 minutes from now. It seems that the parade of barbecue legends continues week after week here on the Barbecue Central Show. And the first interview segment will not disappoint when we use the term barbecue legend as well. You would know him from the competition scene. Perhaps more notably, you would know him from the barbecue sauce industry, specifically head country. That's right. 
Coming up right out of the gate, Vice President of Head Country, Paul Schotte. I have to say, I have wanted Paul on this show literally for years and years. I don't know why I haven't hooked it up yet. But that ends tonight. So in about 12 minutes from now, we'll get Paul on the show. We're going to be talking a lot about head country and the success of that sauce and who's using that sauce. And then if you didn't know, Paul is quite the accomplished pit master as well. And we'll talk to him about the state of competition barbecue, his background in barbecue. And a special thanks goes to Doug Shiding for helping get this one set up. So I appreciate you, Doug, as always. And then we'll cruise on over to the 935 segment. And joining me there is the creator of the Another Pint Please blog slash website. Mike Lang will be joining me. You know, Mike is a unique character in the fact that he is a recipe developer. He does a lot of work, although I wouldn't call him a kept man by Weber by any stretch of the imagination. But he does a lot of work with Weber. He has a lot of Weber cooking equipment. And most notably is that new one that we've been talking about here, which what seems like the last five years, but I really, it's only like a year and a half, is that Weber Summit Charcoal Grill. He's had like a year and a half worth of experience on that. So a little bit more in-depth use and can really give us the, the straight dope on how this thing is working, if it's exceeding his expectation. We can obviously talk price point because that's always a hot topic when it comes to the Weber summit charcoal grill and we'll also talk about some other things that might be uh mike might be into to include beer and barbecue maybe so we'll see how that goes and then we'll cruise on over to the second hour at 10 14 i met him down at the 2017 hpb expo i have a fornetto outdoor wood-fired oven in the backyard and i am in the process of putting together a Fervor ICS350 gas grill, which will be probably replacing my old-timey Weber gasser, or the Weber's going to go on the side of the house and get ready to get a complete overhaul. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. But the brand manager of Gourmet Outdoor Fornetto and Alfresco Home, Rick Baker, joins me at 1014. And then at 10.35, he is also a very accomplished pit master, doing very well here over the last handful of years. However, he is also putting together some really, really good barbecue competitions out there in the uh, north-central part of the country, very north, that being Wisconsin, Minnesota, the surrounding areas there. The pitmaster of Tim's Full Belly Deli, Tim Shop, joining us. Also, I think it's safe to say in that segment, if you have something that you've been waiting to get off your chest, that'll be a time for you to fit in as well. I don't know if we're going to go the whole segment with Tim, but we're certainly not going to rush him off the phone either. So whatever time we have left over, if you want to jump in, more than happy to have you. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Let everybody know right now that the show is live on the air. Get on the social media outlets. Hit up the Facebook, the Twitter, the YouTubes, the, the Pinterest. Do you do Pinterest? Google Plus. Does anybody do Google Plus? I've never seen it. I have an account because I have a Google account, but I've never posted on Google Plus like in the last five years. But what can I tell you? Here are the links to send people to. Audio only, my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. 
longtime video syndication partner of this show, outdoorcookingchannel.com slash watch dash now. You can also get it on Roku as well. Just go to the particular IP television device that you use. If it is Roku, go to the App Store, search for Outdoor Cooking Channel. If you find it, download it, and then you're off and running. You can watch not only the live feed, but you can get a host of archives, not only of this show, but all the other shows that Kevin Bevington from Outdoor Cooking Channel has on that specific website slash channel. All right, so here's a question coming in from Kevin Vigil. And I did ask, uh, I almost said Kevin Hart, Chris Hart and Andy Husbands this last week, but I want to make sure that I start mixing this in quite a bit so we have a really good base answer to go off of. And it says this, Greg, I have a question that I would like to ask your listeners. What is the definition of a quote-unquote pit master? Is it someone who cooks on the weekend? Is it a professional barbecue or on the competition circuit? Can you be a pit master if you use a pellet cooker, or do you need to sit and tend the smoker? Thanks in advance, and if you pose this question to all the centralites, I certainly appreciate it. And you're welcome, Kev. Thank you for writing in. Always appreciate the time that people take to write into the show. So this is a really good question that I think can have a variety of different answers. In my opinion, how do you define pitmaster? I don't know how you define pitmaster. I think that we are in a society that still requires, especially the youth, everybody to win. We don't teach anybody how to lose anymore, which is kind of a really bad thing when it comes to the real life aspect of it. Uh, participation awards, you know, who cares? You play to win. You play for fundamentals, you play for fun, but you play to win. Let's win, right? So that doesn't help you define pitmaster. And I don't know if I even like the term pitmaster, and I use it all the time. I like barbecue cook or barbecuer. What makes me a barbecuer? It's the method that I'm cooking. It's the implements that I'm cooking with. It's the fuel that I'm using. It's the spices and the rubs and all this other stuff. Pitmaster to me almost seems like a rank of chef or if you're in the military, sergeant, lieutenant, corporal, all of these things. But it's even less definable than those because if you go to culinary school and you graduate, you can have title of chef if you go into the military and you do what you should be doing and you advance through the ranks, you get different rank calls. Sergeant, you know, private sergeant, lieutenant, all this stuff. Those are earned and uh, not easy to attain, but you can, if you do this, then you quantify, you're able to quantify how you get to these different levels. I don't know how you would define pitmaster. Like, really, what makes you a pitmaster? I can say I'm a pitmaster, but am I a better pitmaster than an Aaron Franklin or a Darren Worth? or a Dave Bosca, or you name it, on the competitive circuit, or some of these people in the restaurants, like I had mentioned, Aaron Franklin. There doesn't seem to be a definitive way to define pit master. And I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that if you cook on a pellet cooker or not, I mean, certainly, I believe one should really grasp the skill of how to build and maintain a fire over a long period of time, because to me, it's fun. 
I think that it's a skill that you can use not only when it comes to cooking, but if you ever got stranded outside, you would be able to build a fire and maintain a fire. So I think that's a skill you want to have, but I don't know if that makes you a pit master or not, because in the end, if you can get a fire going and you're able to maintain it and you still turn out a crappy product, you haven't hit all those keys. So maybe we can put together a definition of pitmaster or maybe we can just leave it out of the lexicon going forward altogether like i said last week everybody needs a label anymore come on all right folks grilling season is officially open for business and the place to head for all of your barbecue and grilling needs is butcher barbecue certainly we know that butchers carries a great selection of barbecue products but their portfolio of grilling items continues to expand as well You've heard me talk about grilling oils for a while now, and I believe these products will change the way you cook forever. These items are shelf-stable, do not require refrigeration like the other butters do. And with a grilling oil, all you need to do is leave them by the stove or take them out to the grill. Use as needed. Need a butter kick? Use butter flavor. Want a chipotle kick or a steakhouse kick? They got those flavors as well, and here's how I use them. The flavors aren't aggressive, so you can build layers of flavor as you flip. Flip the meat, little grilling oil, do it again, add the grilling oil. When I take the steak or burgers off the grill, I hit them with a light layer of grilling oil and off they go to the table. Perfect. And because, again, they're shelf-stable, they're never out of sight, out of mind. That's the worst thing that could happen. Never resting on his laurels, Dave Bosca is always in the Flavor Lab coming up with new stuff. The newest items out right now, his Grilling Addictions seasonings, available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Gotta try those Grilling Addiction seasonings. Lastly, Dealers Wanted. If you currently own a barbecue and grilling supply store and you don't carry the Butcher's Barbecue lineup, A, what are you waiting for? And I can't believe you don't. Hit up ButcherBBQ.com and request info on how to become a dealer for them today. Not only will Dave thank you, but your customers will reap the rewards by getting these fine products in their hands to try for themselves. These products are extensively tested both in the backyard and on the competition trail, so you know they're going to deliver the goods when it comes to taste and all that other stuff. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com and check out all of the products. You'll be certainly happy that you did. Again, that's ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. All right. Paul Shotty coming up out of the break. Very excited for that. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. 
Folks, you love to barbecue, you love to compete, you love to win. Do all three with help from Smithfield since 1938. Smithfield has been providing high-quality fresh pork products, and now they invite you to get smoking with Smithfield. If you're a competitive barbecuer, you can join the Committed Cooks program. Members who commit to cooking with premium, hand-trimmed Smithfield fresh pork receive swag and other great prizes. Commit to cooking with Smithfield and see what's going on in barbecue at smokinwithsmithfield.com. That's smokinwithsmithfield.com. All right, my first guest tonight keeps the cavalcade of barbecue legends appearing on this show going in full force. He is both a captain of industry in the barbecue world, especially in the sauce game, and he's also a top-notch championship award-winning pitmaster as well. Let's head to the hotline and welcome the vice president of head country and first-timer to this show, Paul Shoddy joining me. Paul, how are you, buddy? Hey, Greg. I'm doing just fine. And you? I'm doing absolutely spectacular, Paul. Appreciate you making time tonight. And I guess before we get into the obvious questions of head country and exploring a little bit of background on your competition uh, whole side of things as well. I mean, you're, you're you're very unique in the fact that you have business and uh, and competition. So, how about a little background about yourself? If people are just kind of getting into this hobby and this industry, and they're trying to learn about who the most uh, influential people in barbecue are, I mean, you're certainly one of those. Uh, how, tell me about a young Paul Shoddy growing up. Hey, um, Greg, you know, um, I grew up in Texas, Houston, Texas. My dad uh, instilled in me at an early age the uh, art of barbecuing. And uh, we'd be working on the weekend, mowing the yard, doing different things around the house, but we'd always have something on the pit, which we'd call it down in Texas, whether it be a brisket or ribs or chicken or, you know, and what have you. And it just... uh, was ingrained in me at an early age and my mom also taught me uh how to cook and i always enjoyed cooking and then especially enjoyed uh outdoor uh cooking and um i was a um school teacher and principal for 20 years that's what brought me to ponca city uh oklahoma and interestingly enough that's where head country barbecue sauce is made I got to know Danny Head, um, the owner of uh, the processing plant, uh, probably 25 years ago. Well, actually, 27 years ago in 1990, doing my first barbecue competition. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to go out on the road and promote Head Country, the brand and the product. And I couldn't have been more uh, excited about doing that. So I started doing that and. 1991 and one thing led to another and went to work for head country uh 17 years ago bought part of the business in 2008 and just uh, have enjoyed uh being involved in barbecue uh for you know a long time paul it's a, it's a unique story i mean you hear you're in education were you competing at some point while you were also a teacher and then ultimately a principal, or was that after the fact? No, that was exactly the case, Greg. I uh, went around the country and competed under the Head Country banner. Uh, Danny Head was Head Country, and I was Head Country Roman numeral two, so I was Head Country two and competed all across the country 
And, um, you know, God bless me. I won uh, numerous competitions, uh, happened to win the Jack Daniels World Championship in 1994, and uh, just have had a tremendous amount of fun um, doing what I've learned from early on, and I'm almost 60 years old and still enjoy firing up the pit every time I do it, you know, so it's just been uh, a lot of fun. Paul Shotty joining me here on the show. The website, by the way, is headcountry.com if you want to check it out while we're chatting here. Uh, Paul, you've been with Head Country now, as you said, for you know almost two decades or so, and you've been competing, kind of showcasing those products. How have you found the, the sauce business, I guess, as a whole, uh, as you've saw originally when you started you know, 17, 18 years ago to where the barbecue sauce industry in general is here in 2017. Oh, Greg, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> when I met Danny uh, in the early 90s, he showed me a um, sales sheet for barbecue sauces that a um, buyer could select from for putting barbecue sauce on the shelf. And there were 57 barbecue sauces on that sheet of paper. And today there's well over a thousand. And I would challenge myself as well as anybody to find another category in the grocery market that is more competitive than barbecue sauce. It is, uh, you know, for, for everyone that is there, there's 10 more wanting to take your place. So you've got to uh, just market your product very well and work hard but on the other hand head country is a very unique barbecue sauce um tastes great this month june we're we turned 70 years uh old with our original barbecue sauce and we make the barbecue sauce the same way today as we did in 1947 with the exception that we took anchovies uh, out of the Worcestershire so that we can claim uh, an allergen-free barbecue sauce. But if I gave you a taste of head country with anchovies and without, you wouldn't know uh, the difference between the two. So we have the same quality product today that we did 70 years ago. Paul, you mentioned, you know, back in the day it was 57 sauces on a sheet for people to choose from. Now it's, you know, well over a thousand, maybe even more than that. You know, when you look at, uh, not to, to make weird comparisons, but when you look at, uh, for instance, a professional basketball and you have kids coming out of college earlier and earlier, some right out of high school, there's always talk of the dilution of the talent pool. Can something similar be correlated to barbecue sauce when you had 57 of those originally and now you have what seems to be a, a billion? My grocery store has half of an aisle that is specifically dedicated to barbecue sauces, and that wasn't the case even six years ago where I'm at here in Cleveland, Ohio. So is there a, a potential dilution of talent when it comes to barbecue sauce, do you think? Uh, yes, Greg, I think that there can be, but that's where head country shines in that we stay true to our uh, formulation and we refuse to say, you know, dilute the product down, make it cheaper, make, you know, put more money in our pocket. 
we want to please the customer because it's all about the dining experience. You're in the backyard sweating to produce a good grilled or barbecue item for your family and friends. And then you put a good glaze, which head country is, or a condiment on the table. And it just creates another layer of flavor for people to enjoy. So we refuse to change that dynamic taste that's brought us to where we are. Paul Shotty joining me here on the show, Vice President of Head Country. Again, the website, headcountry.com. Paul, how has the company, in your estimation, been able to continue to stay relevant over these you know, last 70 years or so? And I guess in other words, how do you think or what do you think are the key factors to the continued success of the Head Country brand? You know, staying true to our formula, uh, telling a real story, uh, getting in front of buyers and uh, encouraging them to look at who we really are to help them make the, uh, their stores successful as well. We get behind um, a lot of uh, donations, a lot of charity uh, events. You know, I got one today again that we've been involved in for uh, over 10 years. And we donate barbecue sauce to their event, which helps make them successful. Uh, so they're a shining star in their community. And, you know, we feel good about all those things. And it just, um, it's an overall dynamic. You know, we talk about where America comes together around head country, around barbecue sauce. And it just, it, it works. Um, it's not fake. It, it's real. Um, when I talk to people and I do international business as well, you know, I, I like to say outdoor cooking is the oldest method of cooking known to mankind, but Americans have made barbecuing and grilling what it is. And so when I go overseas, they want to know, tell us about barbecuing, outdoor cooking, you guys have made it so successful. What is it like? And it's just a joy to, you know, reveal the secrets that Americans have perfected. And so we tell that same story to uh, everybody and just get them involved and excited about barbecue. Paul, when the original sauce comes out, what's the time frame or, or what's the genesis of other flavors getting added into the portfolio and when do you decide that the market will bear yet another flavor? You know, that's an interesting uh, question, Greg, uh, because we've, the original barbecue sauce in Oklahoma sells, you know, close to 60% of the wow. category. So it's a phenomenal thing in, in that realm when you're competing against major national brands that we outsell those. And so you just have to continue to, to poll and look at people and ask, you know, what are you looking for? Are you wanting a, a different flavor? And, um, we've come out, you know, we've got, uh, six flavors now, uh, the original hickory smoke, hot and spicy, chipotle, 
an all natural, an organic, and an apple habanero now. And so you just have to continue to to look at the market. What's the right thing to do? Uh, can you cannibalize your own brand, <laughs> or possibly, or do you just keep getting that niche out there so you're competing with whoever else is out there? Maybe they come out with something different or unique, and so then you may have to mimic that and say, okay, try ours. Because, again, we're not going to put our name on something that's not uh, representing the brand overall, and we feel like we're doing that. Paul, from a retail standpoint, uh, obviously you have a website presence where anybody could go online, order what you needed, and it's shipped to you. But uh, how many brick and mortars are you in? Is that a uh, a facet of the industry that you believe in and that you continually try to grow? Oh, sure. You have to look at that. And we look at uh, data that shows where we are in the marketplace. And what's interesting about that, Greg, is that we are a relatively small company, um, 35,000 square feet company in Ponca City, Oklahoma. We make an average of 6,000 gallons of barbecue sauce a day. We rank number 10 in the country. And our distribution is a little bit less than 12%. So we have a small market share in the country, but we rank number 10. And we we hang our hat on that, but we also don't look at, okay, we're satisfied, that's good, because there's somebody behind us that's always ready to come and you know, take a bite out of where we are. So we constantly look at what do we need to do to get to the, to number nine or number eight, you know, uh, because again, going back to that competitive nature of everybody, uh, you just got to really watch what's going on. Paul, when you think about competition barbecue, there's two sauces that come to mind, uh, obviously head country and especially, for the guys that are out there in Oklahoma, you know, there was the old saying that uh, all the guys in Oklahoma do so good all the time because, uh, A, they know how to cook, but then they use head country sauce to finish it off, and that's what wins the judges. The other one is uh, Blues Hog, uh, which everybody obviously knows about, too. It's you and, and Blues Hog. How do you, how do you um, like, compare, contrast those two sauces? You know, they're, they're uniquely different. Uh, they're both sweet and... Uh, Blues Hog has a just a different makeup to it, and there's a number of people out there that will combine the two, uh, Head Country and Blues Hog, and then do very well. And again, as I mentioned earlier, it's just that overall dynamic taste, layer of flavor. It's what you know you you can't tell a chef anything, and so you can't <laughs> tell a barbecue cook anything either. And so if he lands on something, if it's a combination of head country and blues hog or head country and some other ingredient, um, then, uh, more power to him. Cause you know, we don't, we, we don't go compete to lose. We go to compete and win. I will have to say though, that the last 16, uh, world champions at the Jack Daniels have all used head country. 
Now, did they change it a little bit? I don't know. But I know for a fact, because they've told me that they've started with head country barbecue sauce as the base and then maybe added honey, blues hog, what have you. And so we've, it's been enjoyable to be a part of that ride, um, you know, uh, for the last 16 years. So, Paul, from a business side, if, if all of a sudden somebody was able to, to, to kind of pinpoint, yeah, I'm using X amount of blues hog, X amount of head country. And, and this all of a sudden really seems to be dominating and people are winning. And you know how it's like in competition barbecue. Once somebody sees this is what's winning, everybody wants to race out and do it. Would you be open to like some kind of a conversation with blues hog about putting together like a specialized competition sauce? Or is that almost a little too, uh, keeping your friends close and enemies closer, if you will? Oh, you know, uh, that would be an interesting conversation. <laughs> to have. Um, but I want everybody on the competition circuit to be as successful and happy as I've been for the last, you know, 27 years. I've had a, a great ride, uh, competing and winning like I have, and there's nothing more exhilarating than getting your name called as grand champion. And so if there's a chance that we can make something that helps uh, not only a competitor, but it starts in the backyard because people don't go to competition and say, Oh, I'm going to compete without being successful in the backyard first. They have to have built themselves up to, okay, now I want to go on the road and see if I can do this. And so, yeah, any way that, that head country can help the backyard chef get to the next level. Uh, I'm all for it. Paul Schotty joining me here on the show. He is the vice president of Head Country, and the website is headcountry.com. Paul, we really spent a lot of time on the sauce, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to have enough time to get into the competition stuff. However, that means I'm going to have to have you back on so we can talk about competition progression over uh, the time that you've been into it. So hopefully we can schedule that sooner than later, but I appreciate the time tonight. Oh, Greg, uh, enjoyed the time and would love to talk competition, and um, we'll do that again. All right, appreciate it. Take care. You got it. There he is, Paul Shotty. Right. How fun was that? Again, I don't like to just toss around the terms barbecue legends. All guests on the Barbecue Central show appear via the Smithfield Hotline. However, yummy. Um, I think I'm kind of correct in saying that, you know, especially if you're in the competition scene, um, and, and is it safe to say that, uh, Dave, you would know this since you're an Oklahoma guy. I mean, is it safe to say that head country is kind of a, a regional popular barbecue sauce? Uh, a lot of guys in competition obviously know about it and that disperses across the country. But when you said that head country is doing 60% of retail barbecue sales in the state of Oklahoma, Uh-oh. that's a lot, 60%. And there's a lot of barbecue sauces out there right now. I don't know if you've looked at your grocer's barbecue sauce aisle, but there never used to be a barbecue sauce aisle. And now there are barbecue sauces aisles all over the place. There's a barbecue restaurant in Worcester, Ohio, and they 
exclusively carry head country barbecue sauce. It's the first place I had it. It's delicious. I love it. They make these great uh, smoked wings, head country sauce on it. Oh, nothing better than that. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the pit barrel cooker. Gang, pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy. Should it be a pellet cooker or not? Who needs the hassle? Might I strongly suggest a pit barrel cooker? The pit barrel cooker makes cooking simple and fun, and it might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a single cooker that turns out the uh, the traditional great barbecue meats while also being able to ramp up in temperature to those burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. The versatility, all thanks to a revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. Their hook-and-hang method places the food in the center of the heat so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie, if you will. Not only is the pit barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it's aesthetically sexy as well. Built to withstand heat, thanks to its porcelain enamel finish, the pit barrel is able to withstand any type of weather. Also, extremely portable. It fits in the back of most trucks, vans, and SUVs. It's ready to go wherever you are. And of course, barbecue folks love accessories. And the pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From rubs to the unique removable ash pan, pit grips, turkey hangers, hangers, hinged grill grates, coffee mugs, beer koozies, stainless steel rub shakers, you name it. A full line of accessories to really complete your pit barrel experience. And the best part of all, for $299, the pit barrel comes fully assembled and ready to cook on. And it ships for free right to your door. Not only does the cooker ship for free, but everything they sell ships free to lower 48. Don't take my word for it. The folks at uh, at AmazingRibs.com continue to sing praises not two times, not three times, but four years in a row. They have made it their gold division highest rank, by the way. Four years in a row. Head on over to PitBarrelCooker.com, see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of short how-to videos. Then pick up one or two for yourself. You'll thank me later. If you have any questions, you can contact them through their website or call 502-228-1222. That's 502-228-1222. And yes, they'll actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about at PitBarrelCooker.com. All right, Mike Lang coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James and Barbecue Talk. Craig Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today, and high-heat pizza ovens. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. Medium size, got you covered there, too. How about something to take on tailgates or camping trips? They got one, too. Again, you got the pizza insert as well. They can also supply you with pellets to fire those cookers. Check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love my Green Mountain Grill. Actually, I should say I love my Green Mountain Grills. That's plural now. You could love yours, too, if you just visit the website, GreenMountainGrills.com. 
All right, my next guest is one of the most respected live fire bloggers out there today. Doing quite a bit of work with the folks at Weber. Let's head to the hotline and welcome back the creator of the Another Pint, please. Or another one. Or another one. Mike Lang joining me here on the show. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm great, Greg. How are you? Absolutely fabulous, Mike. Appreciate you uh, taking the time out to join me again. And uh, I guess first and foremost, if we could just like roll it back just real quick, a little thumbnail sketch on how you got into Another Pint, please. Uh, yeah, I mean, it started off as a travel blog uh, with a trip with my wife over to England. At the time, the phrase I was going to utter most, another pint, please. And from there, the title of the blog uh, was born. Of course, uh, I got back home, travel was done, and quickly I enjoyed taking pictures of food. And next thing you know, I was taking pictures of my dinner in the backyard, and one thing led to another, and 10 years later, here we are. Wow. 10 years? Yeah, wow. I can't believe it. So, like, your blog and my show are, like, coinciding in age. How about that? Wow. About that. All right. Uh, so lately, Mike, you've been doing a lot of work with. Uh, if I mean, if anybody follows you, you know, you're a huge fan of Weber, which I think most of us live fire guys are pretty big fans of Weber. I mean, you have obviously great quality, but to me, warranty number one. But geez, I don't know if you can find a lot of other companies that give you the customer service, the flat rate shipping. The help on, I remember the first time I had to do like a burner change and the lady's like, honey, no problem. I'm going to sit here and walk you through it. It's going to be fine. Don't worry. about it. it was, it's absolutely fabulous. I mean, do you find the same things to be true? Oh yeah, they're fantastic. And granted, I've got a special relationship with Weber in that I create content and work for them. But before that, you know, I was truly a fan. I mean, how many other grill companies do you see where people go out there to find old grill and restore them and still cook on them? And it's because of their love for that kettle. It's fantastic. Mike, talk to me about the work that you've been doing lately with Weber. And I guess because I'm the guy that always loves to draw back the curtain wherever possible. You know, you watch your video, maybe you see 60 seconds or 90 seconds of a whole finished thing, but it's got to be way more than that, right? And then there's the time that you put in to actually produce it and get it up on the internet. Uh, so talk to me about the work you're doing and then what it's like to actually make a another pint, please shoot. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty a, a detailed process. Like you said, you kind of scale it down to 60 seconds to nothing because anymore, that's kind of what our span of attention is. Right. So the key for us then is to make something that's manageable, that's enticing, that you want to be able to go home and grill. And it's not only catering to those of us in the community that you know are grilling out every night, but also people that look at grilling as a season of a few months. They only want to go out and cook burgers. So yeah, in essence, for 60 to 90 seconds, you're talking easily, depending upon the cook, you know, three or four hours of actually shooting around the grill. And then from there, another two to three hours to edit it all down into its final package. So wow. even like for like the short rib taco video, which was the most recent one, believe it or not, there were scenes from that from three different days. And some of it's also because, of course, I screw up. But still, I also <laughs> know our community is particular. And whether it's a charcoal issue or a gas issue, if you've got something that's just not right or not authentic or not real, someone's going to call on it. And our goal is to put always that best foot forward and make it as real as possible. Will you include the mistakes and like the the, the extra realness of it all or – does that always manage to find its way on the cutting room floor? Because it would for me. Uh, well, it depends. Sometimes there's that, you know some choice words that are spoken, which are usually, it's pretty funny, not always ready for prime time. But there's certainly uh, some B-roll out there that has a few gems on it. Yeah. Will you, will you make like a bloopers reel and just kind of keep it and maybe watch it amongst family and friends? I will slowly add to it, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, Mike Lang joining me here on the show. The website, by the way, anotherpintplease.com. And you can find him on the Twitter at... 
another pint PLS, which is short for please. One of the other things that I wanted to talk to you about, Mike, is you know the emergence of the Weber Summit Charcoal Grill. And you know, you have kind of a unique perspective. You've been messing around with it, I guess, for the better part of a year and a half or so. But when you know, when it was originally unveiled, I believe it was, you know, a year and almost a half ago. A lot of people wanted to put it in categories and kind of call it the ceramic cooker killer. And I don't necessarily know if I agree that it was being put in the market to slay any type of a Kamado cooker per se, because they're kind of wildly different. You uh, Similar in the fact that, you know, there's in, like insulated, but, the, you know, the Weber's dual wall insulated just with the air versus the ceramics, things of this nature. Obviously, the look is a little bit different. From your estimation, like how do you see Weber approaching that market and, and what do you think it's winning at and is there anything that it's lacking at? Yeah, you know, I can't speak specifically to um, to what Weber Weber's belief is, but what I what I do know is they there was a niche to fill and, and they filled it. And I was lucky, as you mentioned, to have contact with the grill before it was ever released to the public and start working on it and content and putting through its paces. Uh, and very quickly, I think we talked about a year ago. I think we first talked about it. Um, I was basically by you know currently I've got ten grills that sit on on my back deck. And if I had to get rid of all of them, or we had a Southwest Ohio <laughs> weather event move through and I lost nine of them, the one grill I would want left standing is the Summit grill because it really wow. it does it all from a size standpoint the, um, um, like what what is it going to how much can it accommodate i guess or how much have you jammed on it well think of this you know typically i've got um i've got two performers and then i also have a 26 inch kettle i haven't fired up the 26 inch kettle in a year which i know is blasphemy to say i haven't touched one of them but <laughs> I, I really haven't i haven't needed to i mean outside of direct grilling you figure the summit charcoal drill's got about 24 inches if you're feeding either a large party or um a, a group of family or friends it's going to easily cover it. You're going to talk low and slow and smoke for a long period of time, add in the extension rack, and now you can fit on there brisket, two pork shoulders, and you're going to create a substantial amount of food. Um, so size-wise, for me, it, it perfectly fits the mold. It does come with a few accessories. You know, Right off the bat, you have that deflector plate. You can get it either, I don't know if you call it like bare bones, or you can get it with the cart. Do you have the cart one, or do you have the leg one? Right. I've got the, the cart at the Summit uh, Charcoaling Center, which has got the cart, some extra storage, uh, and then an area for the charcoal to go underneath, which is, is nice. I like it for the prep area that it has. There's always a place to put something outside, and I, I like that a lot. Um, you know, I think one of the things, too, which I'm kind of blown away by is efficiency and fuel. Uh, for instance, I smoked a, a Packer brisket over the weekend, and I maintained you know 225 for 15 hours. Wow! I choked it. I choked it off at that point. Done. Uh, and then I ended up firing it up again with the remaining briquettes down in the bottom, and got another three or four hours out of it. Wow! Off of simming up that bottom lower fuel grate all the way full of uh, Weber briquettes, and I, it's, it's to me that's phenomenal. How do you go about regulating the temperature? Do you do top vent adjustment? Do you do both top and bottom vent adjustment? What's the easiest way that you found? Yeah, I only use the top vent, lock the bottom vent in at the smoke setting, um, and then use the top vent to regulate from there. Years ago, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, um, <laughs> looking on the internet or any of one of the great barbecue forums, is I actually manually needed areas to close that lower vent down to really smoke on a kettle. So I knew, okay, where well, here's a half open, a quarter open. My charcoal grill's kind of taken that and, and moved it forward. It makes it much more easier. Mike Lang joining me here on the show. Anotherpintplease.com is his website. Have you had any use of those Weber charcoal briquettes? I have. All right. Uh, so talk to me <laughs> about those. I mean, obviously, it's a winning combination for Weber to be able to provide now fuel. I think before it was always Weber Grill, Kingsford Charcoal. They were married, and forever and ever it was just that's the way it was always going to be. And then Weber stepped out and said, hey, 
we have this better charcoal right here. So how do you find, I guess, how do they work separate and together? Yeah, uh, to me, successful. Uh, right away when I first got the little sort of non-scientific backyard test, like a lot of us have probably done, and I found out under my conditions that I was able to get them to burn hotter and long, longer uh, than the briquettes that I typically use. So for me, it was kind of a no-brainer. I like the size of them compared to the traditional briquettes that I was using. I've used them now for, oh, I don't know, about three months, and I don't see myself going back. And I'm not just saying that to shill for the company. Uh, I say it because I believe it. How much is a bag of Weber charcoal and can you get it anywhere? Does it have to be at a Home Depot or is it a specialty thing? You know, uh, actually, actually, as of late, uh, I, down here in Southwest Ohio, I've seen it at uh, all big box stores, believe it or not, Lowe's, Home Depot, and even a Meyer I was in. So it's, oh. it's prevalent and it's everywhere if you see it, yeah. How much bigger is the briquette compared to a competing Kingsford? Is it like two times the size? Without getting scientific, I would say about one and a half to maybe just under two times its size, yeah. Wow. Uh, and then ash production or the the ash it leaves uh, is it comparable or or less than what you would think i think it's less ash uh, what i like though to it it seems to burn cleaner I don't, I don't i don't have as much ash to pick up in other words when i'm all said and done but also what i like especially using the summit charcoal predominantly is i just choke it out finding myself using that process while i was using other briquettes you know you're southwest ohio i'm northeast ohio north coast i have seen a incredible expansion in barbecue restaurants up here i would say within a good you know, hour to two hour radius. So that puts us almost down to the Columbus area. I was just there this past weekend and I mean, City Barbecue has been here forever and ever. And I really haven't seen a lot of or heard a lot more of stuff coming into the Columbus area, but up here in the Cleveland and the little outlying areas, it seems to be growing and growing and some hit and then they peter out and go away. And there's probably three or four right now up here in the greater Cleveland area that I would feel very comfortable recommending to people if they were coming to visit. What about in your neck? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky to actually have some really good local non-franchise barbecue spots close by. Uh, but certainly we've seen an uptick uh, in barbecue down here as well. And a lot of real, real small up-and-comers that want to smoke meat uh, and bring their own pit magic uh, to the masses. And it's happening and being well-received. Are you in Dayton? I am. Okay, and you're a police officer by profession, correct? Yeah, 20 years plus. Yeah. All right, so... There is the Dayton. I'm going to totally lose everybody on this question, but I have to ask you. A year ago, I was at Dayton for a volleyball tournament down at the convention center. And if yeah. you're walking towards, is it Oregon Street or Oregon Park, whatever? There's a place. Yeah, the Oregon District. There's a place as you're walking from the convention center to the Oregon District that's a barbecue place. Have you ever eaten there? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, I do. I've walked yeah. by it probably a million times. I've never stopped in. I'm really? Going from one to the other side. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> oh no, no, I mean I'm the only reason I probably didn't stop was because it was like ten thirty in the morning and they just weren't open yet. But I was like, I mean, you know, it's it's a crapshoot. I'm looking at it going, this would either be really good or the other part of me is going, it's Dayton, it's probably gotta not be really good. But didn't get a chance <laughs> to try it either way, so you know, I'm not saying but uh do, do you continue to see more and more of an interest in live fire down in your neck of the woods? I do. Whether just through my outreach uh, with friends and the community for things I do, uh, there's certainly a never-ending interest in what's happening. It seems like grilling demos are becoming a, a pretty common thing anymore. And uh, you know, everyone likes, especially this time of year, which I know summer, but people want to be outside and they want to do something different at the grill, whether it's actually learning to barbecue or simply a different way of a, a steak or a chop or using lamb for a change of pork. Uh, it's, it's definitely things that are it's increasing. You can find Mike Lang at anotherpintplease.com com shooting great video high quality videos i might add uh beautiful things to watch uh, you're kind of a master at this whole thing you've gotten very good at it and uh, someone who can appreciate the Thank work you. that goes into it uh very well done uh again another pint please.com it's mike lang thanks so much for coming on the show man really appreciate it thanks i appreciate it you got it there he is mike lang 
what the flip was happening there? Sometimes you call back and I think there was some kind of a, there was a computer thing going on there. Too bad. I mean, easily one of the most uh, audibly wonderful guests that I've had in maybe ever. I mean, he sounded like he was in the studio with me until the Max Hedrum thing started kicking in. But I don't think that was going to get rectified, but I can fix that for the podcast people. Thanks again to Mike Lang from Another Pint, please. All right, folks, let me talk to you about the longest-running sponsor of the show, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru. Gang, if you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cooker, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why are you going to buy from any other company? Not familiar with how these little beauties work? I don't get into the minutiae here, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature and once that keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology right today. Why? Because maybe you're a busy working professional or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands. And quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. I get it. The barbecue guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs or all of that. And you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. And the guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. You got like, what, four different models to choose from right now? We have some new products that I was talking with Bob Trudnack about here uh, the last day or so that we're getting ready to introduce. So really looking forward to that. If you want an easy point of entry into pit temperature control device, idness, for like 130 bucks, the party queue is the place you want to go. Uh, easiest point of entry, as I just said, runs on AA batteries completely self-contained, can go from a bullet-style cooker to a kettle-style cooker to a Kamado-style cooker. It doesn't get better than that. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to bbqguru.com. Check out their products. And if you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. Don't at, don't guess. Oh, please don't guess. 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. That's 800-288-GURU. Or visit bbqguru.com. All right, we're back to wrap up the first hour right after this. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around, we'll be right back. interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit cookingpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit amazon.com to purchase as well. Don't forget to download the Cooking Pellets app. You'll be alerted to special shipping deals, bunks of other stuff as well. Check out all their products. Come on now. Cookingpellets.com. Chris Becker is a beauty. If you ever get the chance to meet Chris Becker in person, 
He's he's a card. That's right. All right. Thanks again for Mike Lang uh, for joining me this past segment. Not sure exactly uh, what the audio deal was there. However, I am not too worried about it. Why? Because we'll get it figured out in the next time. He's going to sound like he's right here in the studio with me. He had a real microphone. He had a nice camera going on. A lot of, lot of things that were really good. A lot of things that are really good about what he was doing as a guest. Some of you people could take notes on All right. I think we're all set up for the second hour. Mike's website again, another pint, please. On the tweeter, another pint PLS. Worth the follow. And again, if you've never been to Mike's website, he's obviously using like mega high definition cameras. He's got them like set up probably on poles because there's a lot of top down shots. And then he just puts together in a masterful way these things that you just want to like watch over and over again. It's very good. Let me see here. I'm reading a comment that somebody made on the May 3rd show of last year, and I have no idea what the heck he's talking about. Holy moly. John Dawson saying that the digital stutter is pretty impressive. I agree, John. (laughs) And let me see. Oh, okay. That's for softball this coming. I'm going to be in Toledo this coming weekend if everybody wants to hang out at the softball tournament. And mommy, come on. Who's ready? Well, summer's coming because it's getting really hot in here. And it's not even 90 degrees outside like it's going to be in about a month from now. So i got to figure a way to get air conditioning in the studio before I literally sweat to death and pass out. You can't see it, but uh, there's a bead of sweat running right down there in the shadow. i got to keep my head turned so you don't see it. Very unprofessional. Makeup. Makeup. All right, uh, we're going to step away here. Reload for the second hour. A couple good interviews coming up. Got some thoughts to share with you here at the top of the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hi, this is Greg Rempe, host of the Barbecue Central Radio Show, and you are listening to BCRN, all barbecue and grilling all the time. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. 
boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate two feet for wiener. Oh listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are in to the second hour. hey Folks, you've done it. You've made a major accomplishment in your life. You've found the Barbecue Central Show, whether it's live or on iTunes or Google Play or however it is you're consuming your situation. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We're broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. And uh, you can get in touch with the show, although people rarely do it through phone calls. But if you are interested in trying that out at some point tonight, uh, here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQCentralShow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Is that still recording? I can't tell. I think it is. It's like I don't want to hit the... Yeah, okay, it moved. You know, you never want to go ahead and hit the, the, the stop button because you know, that'll just ruin everything. All right, folks, still to come on the show tonight, Rick Baker from alfrescohome.com, carrying the Fernetto and Fervor brands. That's about 12 minutes from now, and then helping me close the show tonight, Tim Shop first, and then if you guys want to jump in at some point, you're more than welcome to do that, 216-220-0966. Scott Shimano asking, can I get a birthday shout-out to Michael Del Campo? He's... Nine years old. Nine, 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 nine. Uh, yeah, okay, you know. Does he have nine pieces of vinyl? Happy birthday to Michael Del Campo. The National Pro Barbecue Tour presented by Sam's Club rolled out into Laurel, Maryland this past weekend. It was a local qualifier that sends the top six teams to the Commonwealth of Richmond, Virginia. On August 26th, top six teams moving on to that regional final are your grand champion with a 681.6 Wolf Revenge Barbecue. Congrats. Second place, friend of this show, former team of the year with a 671.86 Three Eyes Barbecue. Shout out to Danny. Number three, Old Colony Smokehouse with a 670. Fourth place, Life is Good, but Barbecue is Better with a 670.1. Fifth place, I'm guessing it's either Pavoni or Pavone Brothers Barbecue with a 686.4. And rounding out the top six, 420Q with a 667. Now, if you were listening and or paying attention, this was a dominating performance by Wolf Revenge Barbecue. Again, points difference between RGC and GC, 10 points. 
Wolf's Revenge with a 681. Three Eyes with a 671. So Wolf's Revenge really bringing the hammer. And uh, almost a 26? No. That's a 23. No, that's a 13-point gap from 1 to 6. So, again, we talk about it from time to time here on this show. How many times have we seen a barbecue competition get decided on a hundredth of a point or a ten thousandths of a point? This one, not that much in question or in doubt. Uh, Wolf's Revenge with a 10-point over second place. That's pretty phenomenal. But congratulations to all six. Moving on to that Richmond, Virginia regional final. Again, that's August 26th coming up. In a few months from now, the next National Pro Barbecue Tour from Sam's Club will take place this coming weekend in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So good luck to everyone competing. So here are the emails that I have been getting, not by the truckload, I would say, but certainly on a fairly regular basis ever since two weeks ago when the Hall of Fame inductees were announced here on this show, released for public consumption by the American Royal. Dear Greg, are you pissed or not? Pissed about what? That I'm not in the Hall of Fame? Uh, sorry. No. I'm not. I'm not pissed because I didn't get picked. And don't forget the idea behind uh, what I termed the groundswell this year and last year. Did I do it last year or was that two years ago? I think last year they snuck it right by me and I didn't realize it. But I was watching this year for the request of potential nominees. For the record, 100% not pissed. For the record, 100% satisfied and happy for the 2017 inductees for this year's Hall of Fame. Melissa Cookston, Famous Dave, and... uh, Somebody else that I'm not going to remember right now that I should remember, of course. Who is it? Didn't I just have him on last week? Yeah, I did. Oh, geez. Jeff Staney. No problem. All deserving to be in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Of course. Now, I did send yet another message to bbq at americanroyal.com, which I believe is still an active email address because I didn't get a bounce back when I sent it, inviting whoever, because it's a generic email address, I don't know who to make it out to, but say, hey, to whom it may concern, would love to have you on the show to talk about the class of 2017 going into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. I'm more than happy to talk. I would also love to talk about how you're getting suggestions, how those suggestions are whittled down, what kind of a uh, conversation is taking place. Now, to this time, no response back. But again, here's what I would like to know. Here was my impetus on wanting to have all of you get me into the Hall of Fame this year. And it's not to be in the Hall of Fame. That may or may not ever happen, and it does not validate me as a internet host if I get into any Hall of Fame. What I should be getting on every year 
is uh, the talkers top 50. That's what I should be on. But I'm not on that either. So trust me, the skin is thick, especially wounded up from the day job. So not being answered or getting told no, it happens all the time. Here are the key points that I want to continue to press out there because I think they're very important when you talk about halls of fame. The best of the best, right? Number one, who makes up the Hall of Fame voting committee? Isn't this something that we should be fully visible on? It should be completely transparent. This should be listed on the American Royal website. Here's the Barbecue Hall of Fame voting committee. Boom, and they're all listed. I have no idea how many people that would be. Could be one. Could be 100,000. Who knows? Number two, who gets to vote? Is it just the people that are deciding who's going in? Are they one and the same? Is the Hall of Fame voting committee the same as people who get votes or get to vote? Are they separate? Want to know that? Number three, how does the voting process work? Is there an open dialogue? Is there a secret meeting? Are there underground Skype conversations saying, Here's who we have, or here's who we're gonna. How do you even, how do you even consider who's going to be solicited, or up for nomination, or do you just throw everybody in a pot and see how it works out? What are the conversations being had on why or why not somebody gets in? Next one, how are the nominees generated besides soliciting? Because soliciting nominees means it's a potential popularity race. Which also may prove that I'm not very popular since I'm not in. Second to last, the criteria used to measure the nominees and if they are worthy or not, which is really big for me. Like, how do you decide who gets in and who doesn't? What are the criteria? Again, should be posted, should be measurable and completely transparent. And then finally, the Guy Fieri issue. Pulling at the very integrity of the Barbecue Hall of Fame. That he's in there pulls at the very integrity. Which I had said that if I was in this year or it goes for next year, I will make a great induction speech, which you can count on. And then secondly, the first order of business. And of course, when you say, I don't mean to offend you, the next thing I'm going to say is bound to offend somebody. I will make it my first piece of business to try and get him out of the Barbecue Hall of Fame. And rightfully so, I might add. Guy, come on the show. Let's talk about it. Everybody tweeted, Guy. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue featuring a comprehensive selection of American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. BPS has banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form the West Coast Offense. It's defying conventional wisdom. These are two California-based rub makers that have cornered the market on competitive barbecue. They've even created two unique competitions. King of the Smoker, that brings the best of best in barbecue, and a head-to-head, back-to-basics competition. King of the Smoker unique in the fact that contestants can't use any electric devices, pellet cookers, or pit minders. They have to use charcoal wood in their wits to try and win one of the most high-stake barbecue competitions around. The other one is the Guinea Pig. That's a cost-controlled event that helps bring in newcomers of the world to competitive barbecue. 
It also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category. That helps provide incentive to get new competitors in the world of barbecue and keep the savvy veterans. Everybody wants some money. On top of that, Big Papa has created the unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, what are we talking, like six years of being in the biz? Turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain in BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse, and most importantly, benefiting children's charities across the U.S. This is just the beginning still for Big Papa Smokers. The website BigPapaSmokers.com, that's Big Papa Smokers.com, and we are back with Rick Baker from Alfresco Home right after this. Stick around, be right back. Giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue. A man actually named Meathead. The author of a barbecue bible. Bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories, makers and purveyors of made-in-the-USA stainless steel barbecue and smoker lid hinges, barbecue accessory hangers, rocket-hot chimney grillers, and heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers, the fine products from Unknown Smoker Accessories. Keep your gear where it needs to be, at arm's length, ready for battle. By the way, the rocket-hot chimney griller is also available for sale at BigPapaSmokers.com, so you can get it at both places. Of course, all the products can still be found at unknownbbq.com slash shop. That's unknownbbq.com slash shop. All right. Got to be honest, fell a little behind there on uh, numbers and so forth, but now we're back where we need to be. Um, Folks, uh, up next, if you're looking for a new grill, if you're looking for a great product that might enhance your outdoor experience in terms of an oven, look, we all know it's hot in the summer and, There's no better idea than, as we say, getting the heat out of the kitchen, literally. And my next guest might be able to help you do that. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome Rick Baker to the show. Rick, how are you, buddy? Hey, Greg. Doing great. 
Good. I appreciate you making time here for the show. And I guess before we get into some of the product talk here this evening, uh, maybe a little general background about yourself, uh, if you're into that live fire cooking situation and kind of where you grew up, all that good stuff. Okay, cool. Well, uh, hey, I'm a Cleveland native, um, born and raised. And you're saying it out loud. Wow, you're saying it out loud. All right. Love it. Appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I raised my family in Brecksville. Uh, kids went to school there and about 11 years ago, I moved to Florida. So I'm now a resident of Florida and, uh, I come back to Cleveland as often as I can and, uh, except in the winter time, but, um, that's a uh, general background of Cleveland, Cleveland. I started my career in, in the restaurant industry while in high school, I worked for, uh, actually a, a couple of restaurants that are still in business in the Cleveland area. I won't give away my age. But um, uh, they're still in business, and it got me into the food. And, um, um, you know, to me, it's all about the uh, the cooking and the end result that makes it happen. It's being outside, being with friends, outdoors, and the experience. And, um, you know, that's kind of the kind of the nutshell of it. Um, Greg, I can get into more, uh, you know, just whatever you want me to say. I'm glad to say it. Um from a live fire cooking standpoint, it seems like, you know, when you grow up in this part of the country, you're either, it seems like you're, you're two different ways. You're either, um, in a family that is used to being out by the grill or doing some type of a barbecue, or it's almost like a foreign entity. Uh, were you from, or or which uh, side of the fence was your family? Well, um, our family, uh, you know, we did everything at home. So, uh, uh, home cooked meals every night. That was the way it was when we, we grew up, and of course, um, being outside when friends and gathering and family came over, it was always cooking outside on the grill. So, typical Cleveland stuff that you do on a nice on a nice day. Rick Baker joining me here on the show. He's the sales and company brand manager for Alfresco Home, and the website, by the way, is alfrescohome.com if you want to check it out here while we're talking. Uh, Rick, talk to me about how you originally got started uh, with Alfresco, and then we'll get into some of the products. Sure. Well, um, Alfresco Home is a uh, outdoor living company, and uh, the family goes back several years. They um, uh, they produce uh, casual furniture. They're a huge company with uh, the casual furniture manufacturer, and we get customers all over the all over the country. Um, we got into that. That was my background. I worked for a large company in Cleveland that was one of the largest uh, suppliers and retailers of patio furniture and probably all of North America. Hmm. Um, and we built uh, sunrooms, uh, room additions for the backup homes. And one of the things, you know, the whole thing in Cleveland, especially or Northeast or, or really anywhere is extending the seasons and bringing the outdoors in and anything that goes outside or inside one of these rooms I was in charge of. And one of the things we did was barbecue grills and, um, you know, starting out in the restaurant industry I, at a very early age, I learned a lot about food and, and prep and, and cooking and in different ways of doing things. But when I had the opportunity to work for this big retail chain out of Cleveland, I had the opportunity to basically cook on just about any piece of equipment you can imagine. Uh, I go back that far and I know a lot of the brands uh, today. So I got my experience cooking um, over, you know, 25 years of being in this industry. And uh, so that's kind of the, the real nutshell. But Alfresco Home is big in t- um, in outdoor cooking. It's one of our divisions of the company. Casual furniture I mentioned earlier. And then we do um, garden pottery, 
an accessory ceramic. You know, you go to any of the big garden centers in uh, Northeast Ohio, there's a few big ones there. You'll see Alfresco home pottery all over the place. So, um, so that's kind of how I got started with them. I've, I've known them for a while and, and it's about as close as you can to being, you know, your own boss working for a company like this. Uh, cause it gives me the opportunity to, you know, even go on shows like you and help people out, uh, with their cooking and, and, uh, that sort of thing. So that's kind of the, the quick story behind, uh, Rick Baker. So is it grills and, and the ovens that you're specifically in charge of, or does it also entail the furniture and the pottery and, and all the other, uh, little subdivisions? Yeah. As a brand manager, my sole responsibility is with the, uh, ovens and grill, what we call outdoor gourmet with Alfresco home. The, uh, where I help out, I'm, you know, our company, um, uh, we we really operate as a team, Greg, and we all help each other. So if I'm needed at certain times of year, like for instance, um, you know, wintertime cooking outside is, is big, but it's not as big as say in Florida that time of the year right. in the wintertime. So, you know, I go where I need to go and, and do what I have to do. And, and, um, uh, because we have a lot of customers that, you know, not only have grills, but they also have casual furniture. So they do both. Rick Baker joining me here on the show, and you can visit the website alfrescohome.com while we're talking. All right, Rick, so let's talk a little bit, I guess, first about the gas grill that you offer, and the name currently is Fervor. What can you tell me about that? Well, Fervor, uh, Fervor the, the name Fervor actually means warm or hot or with passion, and, uh, you know, cooking is all about passion, and the grill um came into play uh well i'll just i'll basically tell you how it happened we've been selling uh outdoor gourmet products for i think about five years now and in, in nationally and uh the manufacturer that produces these grills for us came to us and said hey look we want a grill for the north american market but we don't know the north american market how can you guys help us so um i'll bore you with all the details but basically what we did greg is we went to, um, we did a lot of research on this and we brought in focus groups for professional chefs from around the country. We brought in retailers from around the country, guys that sell grills. We brought in their service techs we, and we brought in consumers and professional chefs and we put them all in a room and we asked them hundreds of questions and we did this all over the country and we took all their answers and input and we put them all into one one thing and we came up with the their fervor gas barbecue grill. So, um, for instance, the, the, the who we partnered with is a company out of uh, Australia that's been making barbecue grills for nearly 50 years. They um, service customers in over 30 different countries with offices around the world. Wow. And Alfresco Home is the sole uh, only national distributor of fervor products in the country. And we're really proud to have that. So um, what makes the grill different? Or, you know, the consumers, when we asked the consumers what they wanted in a grill, surprisingly, it all came down to the food. It was the taste of the food. And it didn't matter if there was a, you know, $79 grill or a $4,000, you know, all stainless steel, um, you know, monster that you'd put in your backyard. It all came down to the taste. And so what we did was... Um, uh, some of the features of this grill, I mean, all grills will cook food. I mean, that's what they do. Um, what we tried to do is incorporate 
some smart and some friendly features of this grill. And, uh, you know, I can, you know, I can go down through a list. I don't know how much time we have, Greg, but I can, I can go over a few of these if you'd like me to. Yeah. I think some of the, you know, the, the real high level points is, uh, is worthwhile and, you know, people can hit the website and get a little bit more in the weeds if they want. Okay, sure. Well, um, you know, I'll just start, you know, I'm, I'm imagining the grill here being in front of me. So I usually start from the top down and work my down, you know, the, the way down, but, uh, a lot of grills, good companies use three or four grade stainless steel. So that's nothing different to forever. We use three or four grade stainless steel. However, what we do is we put a non-fingerprint coating on the finish. So when you touch the stainless steel, you don't leave any fingerprints, which is really kind of a cool idea. So all you need is really a damp cloth and wipe it down. There's no more cleaners or anything you have to use uh, on our stainless steel. Matter of fact, it comes out of the box looking like, like brand new. You know, a little thing like the, you know, your control knobs for your burners. Uh, we put a little rubber um, ring around the knob. So if your hands are greasy, you know, so it's a non-slip uh, control knob grip. Um, our grills are unique because we use a full width glass window across the entire width of the, the grill. And it's in a position in such a way that I'll never turn color or tint from the high heat. As a matter of fact, we warranted that for 25 years. So that's really kind of cool. And the reason why it doesn't get so hot is because the hood is insulated. So you can actually, when this grill is on and your, your hood is down, you know, if you're roasting and you want to see what your food looks like, all you got to do is look through the window, which is really kind of a smart idea. You don't have to keep opening the lid of your grill to see what your food's doing. All you got to do is look inside. But if, you know, if you happen to touch the, the hood of the grill, you're not going to get burnt because it's got an insulated uh, grill hood to it. Again, just kind of another smart, smart, you know, smart feature. Hey, uh, even inside the grill. Go ahead, Greg. Let me ask you a question. Uh, is this one of those things where you know the window is like a good idea, and then after three cooks, it's all caked up with smoke and fat, and you and you really can't see in it, or no? Yeah, well, that's that's a great question. The the um, it, you know, when you're cooking on a grill, if you, if you're grilling, you're generally grilling with the hood open. Um, if you're roasting, you're, you're cooking at a lower temperature with a grill hood down. So, you know, if you have a lot of grease and fat, your hood is down and it's splattering all over. Uh, yeah, you'll get some grease and oil on your, on your window. And, um, it's just a matter really of some mild soap and water and wash it down and you're ready to go. So, uh, I mean, I can show you pictures of grills that are eight, 10, 12 years old and the glass still looks like new. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it's really cool. The, um, it's you know because it it actually sits about ten eleven inches above the grill grates, so it's less likely to get a lot of splatter. But it does, and um, uh, you can certainly use it and not worry about it. But it's just a, kind of a smart idea to, to see what your food's doing without uh, keep opening the hood. Um, what else did I do for you here? Um, in, in my, even inside the grill head, uh, we even put the you know the same finish that's on the inside of your oven, your self cleaning coating. Is that we have a patent on it? It's on the side of our, our hood, so you know if you get a lot of splatter and buildup, you can close the lid, turn it on high, let it cool off. You know it'll burn off, and then let it cool off, and just wipe it down with soap and water, and your inside of your grill head looks like new. Oh. It's it's really a neat feature that we put into there. The uh, you know we put you know we even put a bottle opener on this so you can open your favorite beverage. <laughs> We, uh, you know, the, the, this most grills, expensive grills, will have like a rear burner for like, uh, you know, if you're going to use it for a rotisserie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use a infrared stainless steel wire mesh rear burner. 
So you never have to worry about so a lot of companies use like a ceramic brick. Yep. It kind of looks like, um, and you know, if it got wet or, uh, you know, if it was raining and it got hot and you put some water on it, it would crack or you moved it around your deck, you could break it. You never have to worry about this breaking and it works every time, which is just kind of a, a cool feature. You know, you got positive ignition systems, so you can always light it. There's no battery that you have to worry about, and you can turn the knob and click it, and boom, it fires right up. Um, you know, we haven't even talked about the cooking of it yet, but these are just all kind of smart-friendly features. I mean, you know, this, the chefs wanted like a um, uh, like a drawer, like a storage drawer that they can put recipes or or their extra tools in. So we incorporated a storage drawer on the front of it, so you can pull it out, and boom, everything is right there. Rick, um, a lot of people are always interested in like grill grates themselves. Do you, what kind do you use? Is it like a coated or is it a raw? Like what's, what's unique about your grill grates? Uh, great question. The, um, um, part of our research included, um, we called over 300 restaurants across the country, nice steakhouses, names that everybody knows. And our professional chefs, and 98% of the restaurants in this country cook on ca uh, cast iron grill grates. That's what we use. It's simply the best cooking grate out there. Uh, and why? Because it retains its heat. It holds its heat. Matter of fact, you can, you can get cast iron up to five times hotter than stainless steel. You get even heating. You don't get cold spots. You don't get hot spots. You know, it's kind of like grandmother's, you know, old cast iron skillet. You know, they've had them for 30 years. Uh, so we took the professional chef's advice, and we only cook on cast iron cooking grates. And we do coat them with a matte enamel porcelain finish for longevity. And really all that you need to do is uh, when you're done cooking, burn them off. A light uh, scrape with your uh, grill brush. And we'd recommend a little coat of cooking oil on it if you're done. And that's all you have to do to maintain the, the cooking grade. So we use cast iron. It's, yes, it's, you know, really ask any professional chef and they'll tell you the same thing. Rick, one of the things when I was um, looking at it was you seem to have a unique, I'm trying to figure out the best way to term this, but um, heat or, or, or built-in zone cooking on the unit itself, if I'm saying that right. That's correct. Um the the grill does a couple of different things. Number one is we have a technology in the grill that we call Grill Smart. And what Grill Smart does, it's a technology that that takes away the grease and oil and fats away from your food, drains down into a um, the front of the grill into a collection cup on the left side panel underneath the left side shelf. So what you're doing is that you're all that excess grease and oil that normally would go down inside the grill is now being carried away from the grill. Uh, so you have less flare-ups, and it's really unique and, and different, and it's a healthier way of, of cooking. But the grill also has what we call zone cooking, where it's actually hotter in the back than it is in the front. And the best way I can explain it, if you were to, um, let's say you went out and bought three uh, ribeye steaks, all the same size, all the same width, all the same weight, and you wanted to cook three of them, and you have somebody that wants a medium well, somebody wants a medium, somebody wants a medium rare. On this grill, you can put all three steaks on at the same time. Two minutes on one side, two minutes on the other, and when you take them off, put them on a plate, you'll cut the medium well, you'll see it'll be medium well, the medium, medium rare, all at the same time. Because typically what you got to do on most grills is you got to put the medium well on first, wait a minute or two, then right. the medium, and then the, the medium rare at the end. So 
So now you can cook um, all foods at the same time on a fervor grill. And you're just basically deciding what zone you want to put what meat in order to get it to that internal temperature you're shooting for. That's basically correct, yeah. Um, what's really cool, Greg, is the, the, uh, the where the burners are positioned, they're positioned very close to the grilling grates. And um, uh, what that does is you have, you know, you use less BTUs now than you do on a typical grill. Most grills, burners are 15,000, some are even 18,000 BTUs. Our burners are only 10,000, but our burners are about three inches away from the, the grill grate. So what that does is saves you about 25, 30% of fuel costs that you normally spend on a, on a grill, which again is another smart, smart feature. But because the cast iron gets so hot, uh, you can actually turn your, your burners down to like a medium heat and you, you can still sear, you know, steak perfectly, you know, get the sear marks on it, you know, cooking in the middle zone with, uh, with no problem. Rick, from a, a, a product or a, a model's standpoint on the Fervor Grills, how many do you offer and what are those price points at? <clears throat> sure. Well, we started with four models. Um, there's two models that are 26 inches wide. 132 and 138. The two smaller ones, uh, one is a nice red color. If you go on the website, you can see it. Uh, it's a beautiful looking grill. Um, that grill is designed to sell at 799 retail. Then we have the same size grill, but in a stainless steel version. It also comes with the rear lights inside the cooking head and a side burner. That's a, um, a 1099 grill. And then when you go to the 36 inch or the 32 inch, that's a 1349, and the uh, the big guy is 1599 at retail. And those are all stainless steels, the the higher end ones. All all, all stainless, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a dealership point of uh, point of view, right now, how well covered is uh, the Fervor brand right now? Uh, well, it's fairly new. Um, this is really only our second full year with the Fervor Grill. We um, see on Fresco Home, we have a dealer network network of over 500 dealers across the USA. And of those dealers, um, a portion of them will carry the Fervor product uh, because what we, we call them specialty stores. These are stores, you know, you're not going to find this grill at a mass merchant. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not there. That's not who we are and that's not who we sell to. We cater to the you know the small mom and pop stores. Uh, we give them a product that uh, that you'd be proud to own, and we give it to them. And, and you know, we, uh, with our service and our warranty and so forth, and how we stand behind it, you get that through Alfresco Home. And um, um, you know, it's because once you get over a, a five ninety nine, six ninety nine grill, you know, there's a there's a big void between seven ninety nine and say fifteen ninety nine, and that's kind of where the fervor grill price point is because once you get over 1599, most grills now are in the 24 to $5,000 range. So it's like having a better grill without spending the, the higher price. Is that uh, something where you could go on to the alfrescohome.com website and like have a find a dealer type of a search? Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. So we we have a whole nother cooker to talk about, but I'm 100% out of time, Rick, because we're uh, you know trying to to build a little uh, background and then and talking about the uh, the fervor grill too. So um, why don't we sure. uh, go ahead and schedule another 
segment coming up here, and we'll talk about that Fornetto oven, which is absolutely uh, attractive and awesome all at the same time. Uh, but I really appreciate the time tonight, and I appreciate you coming up. Nope. You're welcome. We'll do it again. All right, there he is. Thanks for having me. Trick Baker. Alfrescahome.com. Uh, he's the sales and company brand manager for Alfresca Homes. Check out those grills. Really cool. I'm going to be putting one together. That's right. I said it out loud. I'm going to be putting one together. So you may, you may or may not ever see. We all know how handy I am. Again, that was Rick Baker. Thanks to Rick. And I agree with Scott. Uh, Fernetto's are really impressive looking. Absolutely. Uh, Chops Power Injector System, folks. The NBBQA 2015, 16, and 17. Barbecue Tool of the Year. Three awesome sizes to fit your injecting needs. Number one is the half-gallon Chops Power Injector System. Designed for competitions or to pump up the Backyard Warrior. Easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it. Away you go. If you just have one brisket or pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It uses it all. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. It's 100 bucks plus you pay shipping. Then you have the one-gallon Chops Power Injector System. This one is double the size. Some use it for the Memphis and May whole hogs, or maybe you're cooking 10 shoulders to get a perfect one. This one comes with the same amount of stuff as the first one. It's 120 bucks plus you pay shipping. Then you have the CHOPS Full Power Injector System. It's electric and is the commercial and competition big daddy. It's not a holding tank this time, but a three and a half foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container from a few ounces to a 55 gallon drum. It was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. And he has said time and time again that with the CHOPS Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch 12-gauge needles, 2-inch 11.5-gauge needles, 3 plug screws, and a needle protector. It's $325 bucks plus you pay shipping. A number of the top pitmasters in the country use the CPI system every day to make their barbecue better than the rest because here's the deal. We live in a foodie world that now requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it. Do it fast, and it's not just for meat. How about an alcohol-infused watermelon? You ever heard of Harry Buffalo? This is the way you can do that. Every injector hand-assembled right in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. Visit the website, Kansas City, I'm sorry, barbecuekansascity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, barbecuekansascity.com. Chops Power Injector System. Give your barbecue some power. All right, we're back with Tim Shop right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, the biggest name in pork is bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get Smokin' with Smithfield and their Committed Cooks program. Learn more at SmokinWithSmithfield.com. Again, the website's Smokin, S-M-O-K-I-N, SmokinWithSmithfield.com. 
Go to the website. They're taking uh, up to 500 committed cooks. You pay $20, you're going to get over $100 worth of stuff back. Hats, T-shirts, all the good stuff. Don't worry about it. Well worth it. Thanks to Smithfield. My next guest is the reigning barbecue ambassador award winner of the KCBS last year, and I would argue that few other folks are doing what this guy does both from a team aspect and to promote barbecue contests, not only in his state, but his surrounding states as well. He also happens to be a great competition cook to boot, giving us a heads up on a contest that's coming up here shortly. The Green in uh, Green Bay is the pitmaster of Tim's Full Belly Deli. Tim Shop joining me here on the show. Tim, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. How are you, Greg? Absolutely fabulous, Tim. Appreciate you making time tonight. Um, we're talking about specifically the Golden Ribbon, bar, um, yeah, the Gold Ribbon Barbecue Fest of Greater Green Bay. Uh, what's the heads up? What's the four one one? What are we looking at right now? Well, it's the second leg of the uh, Barbecue Superstar Wisconsin Triple Crown, which is Masters in May, which we held the first week in May. Yep. Uh, this Gold Ribbon Fest, which is July 14th to the 16th, and Death Door Barbecue, which is, I believe, August 22nd through August 24th. All three are double competitions. Wow. So you're actually cooking a total of six. A total of six. You sign up. As long as you cook four of them, you take your four top four scores. Some guys are cooking six, of course. Take your top four scores, and the top ten in total cumulative points share $6,000 extra dollars in a uh, seventh award ceremony sponsored by the Barbecue Superstore. Uh, we had 50, almost 60 teams at Masters in May. Wow. Green Bay is starting to look like it may be the biggest comp in the upper Midwest. We have 55 paid, 15 confirmed, and more signing up every day, and it's becoming a, uh, well, as you were talking before, a group of legends. We have... Uh, Sweet Baby Ray, Dave Raymond, will be cooking with his nephew, Deuce, Deuce Raymond, at Deuce is Wild. Uh, Scotty Johnson, Cancer Sucks, will be cooking with Dr. Barbecue, Ray Lampy. And, of course, we've got, uh, last year we had seven of the top ten teams in the country there. It's looking like we have seven or eight coming now. Do you have a cap set for that competition, Tim? Yeah, 300. <laughs> It's at, it's being held this year, wow. and I and I mean that it's a fundraiser for Golden House, which is a domestic abuse abuse advocacy advocacy center for families, kids, men, women, whatever. Uh, last year we had a double there, sixty teams and sixty one teams. Um, it's quite the weekend show. We uh, raised over two hundred thousand dollars for them. this year. We received a Smithfield grant for Masters in May and a Smithfield grant also for Green Bay. Um, there's going to be the Great American Cookouts going to be there. Darren will be doing Smithfield demonstrations. Smithfield reps will be there. Uh, they're going to be handing out ribs to the public. There's going to be a rib eating contest, a chicken wing eating contest. There's kids' queue. There's, it is a barbecue Super Bowl. Um, the, the event's held at the Brown County Fairgrounds. Electric water, big campsites, picturesque, sitting up on a cliff above the beautiful Fox River. It's gorgeous. It's a, it's about a mile and a half away from the stadium. Uh, the only reason we didn't have it at Lambeau Field this year is because the, the greatest football venue in the world is building on and, and adding on to, uh, and, and there's a construction, there's some construction going on there. But between the three of them, 
um, with the Smithfield grant and everything, the three of them are, the, the purse is well over $90,000. Wow. Green Bay is 35000 plus, and we are also having a SCA steak cook-off there, and uh, it, it's a great show, and and uh, and as I said, we've got teams coming from, I believe, 17 or 18 states. In fact, Chad Ward signed up today with Whiskey Bent. we got teams from Florida, Virginia, Oklahoma, Texas, from all over the country. And they've come back year after year. There's there's over a hundred volunteers. It's a great venue and it's very cook friendly. You can fit three hundred teams there if they were to sign up. Easily. Easily. We're, we'd wow. love we'd love to see a hundred, but seventy five would be nice. Wow, no doubt. <clears throat> um, I mean, we went. It, this is the fourth year of the contest. The first year was held in the park on the river. We put forty two teams in. We only wanted twenty five. We ended up with forty two. The next year, the first year at Lambeau Field, there was a single contest. We put in 81 teams. Wow. Last year, we put in 60 and 61. And like I said, we're already at 55 paid. I believe we're going to hit 80 teams by the time it's done. Wow. Easily. What's the thought, um, and I guess does it coincide with this, uh, with the whole uh, championship that you've put together to do each contest as a double? Uh, we're... we're you know, if you follow the rules and regulations of the Smithfield Grant and you see the things that Sterling's trying to do with the guinea pig and stuff like that, you know, we built Wisconsin barbecue in the last four years from four contests mm. to 18 or 19. We did that by putting on new teams. But these new teams, they're, they're hesitant when they see 40-foot trailers being pulled by $70,000 duallys <laughs> and $10,000 smokers mounted yeah, on the back. Of course. We're trying to make it cook-friendly. And... You know, if you don't have to move your truck or drive 500 miles, you save a lot of money. We give a discount for signing up for the second comp. Uh, there's a lot of teams here in Wisconsin and, and our northern Illinois guys and people in the posse that, you know, we're having a contest this weekend, and um, several of us are paying for new teams meet or paying their entry fee to get them started. And um, I feel the doubles. And, I mean, I'm 63 years old. Believe me, they're hard on me. But they're a lot cheaper also. I mean, I'd rather do 10 doubles than 20 singles. Well, I guess if you're a new team and you're, and you're up in your neck of the woods, easy way to get six competitions under your belt over the course of, you know, three, three and a half months, I guess. Exactly. And, and I mean, we have a Wisconsin Barbecue Championship that pays money in trophies, and that's what you need is six competitions to qualify. And, I mean, we, as I said, we have a contest this weekend coming up called PORQ, P-O-O-R-Q. And it means just that. Now imagine a contest with 40 teams, KCBS, Jack Draw, uh, uh, Royal, Invite to Whole Works. And you're in a campground, electric water, the Whole Works, and your entry fee is $85, and it includes your camping. Wow. Grand, pri- grand champion gets 5 bucks and a pair of Mardi Gras beads with a little plastic thing that says pork you. But how this was set up eight years ago was to team... Professional cooks who want to come in and go for the draw with brand new teams and put them side by side and mentor them. And we've had years where it's 50-50, and these new teams get to talk to the guys that are that are winning every week and competing every week. And uh, it's drawn a lot of it's drawn a lot of brand new teams and brought a lot of new teams into it. We have a culinary culinary college in Appleton, Fox Valley Technical College. They bring four groups of chefs 
and they cook in it. And that college has their own has their own barbecue team. <clears throat> it's all about trying to get the cooks, the new cooks, to keep the sport going. You know, the Smithfield grant, the money has to go to the competitor. You have to pay down 20% of your field. Um, you know, there's, there's places still paying grand and reserve and in the top five. Masters in May, we had 60-some teams. We paid down to 15th. Now, you think about the five or six cooks that were there, brand-new cooks that got their name called and got a little check. Mm-hmm. We had a team, and I don't want to name him. He's been, he's been a kid who's come to our classes. He did his third comp. He won it. He, he got a call, a top-ten call. Uh, he sent me an email two days later and signed up for three more comps. And that's what, that's what we need. I mean, if we're not going to bring anybody fresh in here. It's going to die, you know. Tim Schaff joining me here on the show, uh, pitmaster of Tim's Full Belly Deli. Uh, Tim, aside from doing the, the great work that you do putting on competitions, you've having a, a fairly decent competition year yourself as a team. Um, how are you finding the 2017 season unfolding for you and the team right now? Well, our average for the first six for the first six comps, we're doing better than any other year. We don't have a grand or a reserve yet. We've got a couple of thirds and a fourth and a fifth and uh, a few category wins. Um, it's the age-old problem, you know, people complaining about judging. Uh, the judging up in the Midwest, you know, you, you can't buy a 180 or a 700 up here. It's kind of tough. But um, I mean, I think we're going to have a great. I think we're going to have a great season. Um, I see scores coming up. I see a lot of new teams that we mentored in the past that might just kick our ass this year. But that's what this is all meant to do. You know, it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> I always said, if this isn't going to be fun, I'll quit. I can go cater. I can make more money catering, mm-hmm. more money vending or feeding my neighbors, but it's a lot of fun. The family atmosphere, the camaraderie is great. If you've never done a Wisconsin comp, or or an upper Midwest comp, you know, you talk to somebody who has. Uh, it, it's it's. Uh, Luke was up in Chicago with us two weeks ago. He had a great time. First time in Illinois. Uh, Travis Clark loves coming up here. Um, we make it fun. We make it a full weekend. If Tim has piqued your interest and you're ready to make the trek up to Green Bay, the website is greenbaybbq.com to sign up for the Gold Ribbon Barbecue Fest, correct? Right. And Greg, you can you can sign up for 100 bucks. That's and it. You can bring a check with you. All right. 100 bucks. Not 250, I, not 350. I, I'm telling you to, to yeah, sign up for 100 bucks and bring bring a checkbook with you or your your debit card. The uh I think they're 25 by 50 sites. Basically, it's a fair park. Trees, grass, beautiful roads, electric water. Everything is there, and it's all ours. Sounds like a fabulous venue. Again, the website, greenbaybbq.com. Might have 80 teams by the time it's ready to kick off, and uh, it's thanks to Tim Shop of Tim's Full Belly Deli. Tim, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much, Greg. Appreciate it. You got it. There he is. The reigning barbecue ambassador for the KCBS. And that's why, I might add, it's not up there. Is that Skype thing up there the whole time?
Nobody's going to tell me that. I agree with, well, I disagree with Scott. Uh I think poor Q is a great concept as well. (laughs) Never mind, that's a joke. I can't agree with Scott twice in the same show. The world could literally blow up. And I don't want that to happen. So, uh, all right, let me uh, play clock catch up here and talk to you quickly about Cook Shack. They manufacture smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in the backyard and the competition circuit or in a five-star dining facility. Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job. And with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoking, grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on these social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cook Shack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast Eddie Morin. The FEC 100 and PG 1000 always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can double as a smoker and a grill, low and slow, hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack residential smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. That's right, I said it, the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing, with quality always being the top priority. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit their website, cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. All right, thanks again to Tim Shop from Tim's Full Belly Deli. Again, it's the Gold Ribbon Barbecue Fest for Greater Green Bay of Greater Green Bay. Sorry, and the website is greenbaybbq.com. That's greenbaybbq.com if you're interested. He said 100 bucks. You don't even have to pay. Just sign up on the website, bring your checkbook or debit card when you show up. You can pay, and you're off and running. Again, uh, part of the uh, – is it the – Wisconsin Championship, sponsored by Barbecue Superstore, but there's three events, and they're all doubles. So you cook at the Green Bay, uh, at the Gold Ribbon Barbecue Fest, you're going to have two competitions under your belt by the time the weekend's over. All right, we're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you've found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. This segment being brought to you by the National Pro Barbecue Tour, presented by Sam's Club, 31 cities, 500000 in cash, eternal bragging rights if you win the whole damn thing. This weekend, the 2017 Pro Tour rolls into Harrisburg, Pennsylvania for a qualifier that is local. To get more info on the tour, register your team to compete if there's still open spots or to check results. That's what I do. You can visit kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. That's kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, make tracks out of here. 
Uh, all the way back in the first hour, we talked with Paul Shoddy from Head Country. Headcountry.com is his website. We will talk to him next time about competition barbecue all the way back in the 90s to present day. We talked with Mike Lang. Get it from Another Pint Please. That's anotherpintplease.com. We're on the Twitter at anotherpintpls. A lot of talk about Weber, how he shoots videos, how he edits videos, and of course the Weber Summit Charcoal Grill as well. We've both noticed that barbecue restaurants becoming more and more prevalent here in the Buckeye State, especially in our respective cities. Second hour, Rick Baker. Hey, 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 Rick Baker. From alfrescohome.com, uh, the Fervor Grill is what we talked about mostly. Fernando Oven will be next conversation. Check it out on the web if you want to have a little precursor. FernandoOven.com. And helping me close the show tonight was Tim Shop from Tim's Full Belly Deli talking about the uh, Gold Ribbon Barbecue of Greater Green Bay. Big show already planned for next week. Looking forward to that. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Again, thanks to Doug Shiding from Rogue Cookers for helping me secure Paul Shoddy in the first hour. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.